Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Miracle worker, promise keep. My God, that is who you are. Sing it again, sing way maker, way maker, miracle. That is who you are. If that's who you found him to be, I wonder one more time if you could put your hands together and just give him some worship in this place. Oh God, we worship you. Come on, I want you to lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice and just begin to worship him. Jesus, you are great and greatly to be praised. You are the way maker. You're the promise keeper, God. Every word that you've spoken, it will come to pass, Lord. You won't let it fall to the ground until it accomplishes everything that you sent it to accomplish. And for that, we give you praise, Lord. And for that, we give you worship. And for that, we give you glory and honor, Jesus. You are worthy. Come on, right now. Would you just continue to do that right now? Would you just continue to magnify and lift up the name that is above every other name? that precious name of Jesus oh hallelujah hallelujah amen thank you so much for your response to the presence of the Lord this morning Um, if you would turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 16 I apologize to the media team I felt a shift in my spirit as to what I was supposed to uh, delivered to you guys this morning so uh, I apologize for that scripture text and the title will be going a little different direction but I do feel like this is what the Lord would have me to say this morning as you're turning there first Samuel chapter 16 we'll begin reading at verse number 11 let me say what a tremendous honor it is for my wife and I to be here at True Vine uh, this morning we honor you we honor your leadership uh, honor Pastor and Sister Durant. Can we just give Brother and Sister Durant a round of applause, appreciation? We love and we appreciate them. And of course, Pastor Mark and Ashley, can we give the Waddle family some love this morning? We love and we appreciate them. And uh, it's just such a high honor for us to be here with such great people, people that love God. And uh, people that have, you know, I'm, we're, we're from Louisiana and uh, South Mississippi. And so we had it kind of easy during the whole COVID thing. And uh, we just, you know, COVID didn't really exist in, in Mississippi. I don't know if you guys realize that or not. But uh, we, we, we didn't think it really existed. But I know things were a little bit different here in California. And uh, so many challenges that you guys faced. Uh, just trying to gather together. And uh, we know everybody was trying to do the best that they could, uh, but uh, you guys faced a lot of challenges here, and it's just been so encouraging to see that uh, the church is still alive, God's still on the throne, and we're still going to have revival. Amen? And so it's so encouraging to see uh, everything that uh, you guys have endured and have just kept going for the kingdom of God, so we honor you. And hasn't Uh, For those of us that were at Simply Worship, hasn't this weekend just been awesome? Can you just give yourselves a round of applause? Wow. 
so many people I know that spent countless hours just working and doing everything that they could to make all of this happen. This does not happen by accident. It's a lot of work and a lot of planning. And uh, we just honor you, honor everybody on the team for all your hard work and dedication. And I got to give a special shout out to my bro, Nolan Graham. I am so, so godly proud of this guy, man. God has just been using him here, and I'm just so proud and thankful of all God is doing through my friend, and so happy for him and Katie. They're going to be getting married soon. Come on, somebody. So happy for them, and it's just good to see you, bro. Good to be with you. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, and we'll start reading at verse number 11. The Bible says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. The Bible says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him. I want you to go and get David. But this is the portion that I want us to pay special attention to this morning. He says, I want you to go and get David. But then he goes on to say, for we will not sit down. Turn to your neighbor and say, we will not sit down. We will not sit down till he come hither. That's just good old King James E's for this. We're not sitting down until he comes through those doors. It's been a long time. We've been waiting for David. But we're not going to sit down. We're not going to get lax. We're not going to get discouraged. But until David comes through those doors, we're going to stand with expectation for what God is getting ready to do. Is there anybody with an expectation right now? I might not have seen the anointing poured out just yet. I might not have seen the promises God has made to me come to pass just yet. But I'm not going to sit down until I see it happen. Amen. I want to preach with the help of God's spirit on this simple title. You may not be seated. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. You may not be seated. Now, some of you are laughing because you know what I'm getting ready to say here in a few moments. But you can be seated in the physical, but you may not be seated in the spirit. You may not be seated. I want to say also, I forgot, but it's so great to be with my friend, Brother Let Frias. Can we give Brother Let a hand? Love this guy. Love him. It's been so cool to be with him. And, uh, man, we had a great time in May of last year uh, at, at one of the tour stops for the Songs for the Nations tour. And, uh, man, it was just different, bro. Just the, 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 the energy, the expectation, spirit of God, it was incredible. Probably my favorite stop that we've done thus far. So it's just great to be with, uh, with Alette. Have you ever stopped to consider what life would be like without sitting down? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, the act of sitting down is, is such a habitual part of our everyday lives that we probably never really consider how sitting affects our bodies. 
But as insignificant as it seems, sitting affects our bodies in a greater way than we realize. When we sit, the electrical activity in the muscles drops, leading to a cascade of harmful metabolic effects. Your calorie burning rate immediately plunges to about one per minute, a third of what it would be if you got up and simply walked. Insulin effectiveness effectiveness drops within a single day and the risk of developing type 2 diabetes rises so does the risk of being obese and over a lifetime the unhelpful effects of simply sitting add up alpha patel an epidemiologist at the american cancer society tracked the health of 123,000 americans between 1992 and 2006 the men in the study who spent six hours or more per day of leisure time sitting had an overall health death rate or an overall death rate rather about 20% higher than the men who sat for three hours or less. The death rate for women who sat for more than six hours a day was about 40% higher. And Patel estimates that on average people who simply sit too much shave a few years off of their lives this grave truth that research has exposed about the simple act of sitting calls for dan Coes, a writer and editor and podcaster for the new york times magazine to make a drastic decision that he would not sit down for an entire month i said that right an entire month dan said i'm not going to sit down as a matter of fact, the only time I'm going to be seated is when I have to. I'm, the only time I'm going to sit down is when I'm driving, when I'm sleeping, or when I'm sitting on the throne of glory. Amen. <laughs> Dan said, if I'm not driving, sleeping, or sitting on the throne of glory, I am not going to sit down. And Dan recalls having trouble because this simple act of sitting, we do so habitually, we don't realize what we do. And Dan remembers eating dinner with his family and how awkward it was for him to be standing up while everybody else is sitting down and just watching a movie with his wife. He's standing up and she's looking at him like, crazy, what are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, remember, I can't sit down. And then the most awkward of them all, Dan at a restaurant where everybody is sitting, and he walks into the restaurant and just stands there. They're looking at him like, sir, are you going to be seated? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not sitting down right now. As a matter of fact, I haven't sat down for an entire month. Very awkward. Simply deciding that I'm not going to sit down. However, at the end of that month, the results of Dan's decisions to not sit down were astonishing. By simply not sitting, Dan lost five pounds gained drastic muscle definition, and cut his wasted time down drastically. He also walked more than 92.5 miles without trying, all because he made a decision to simply not sit down. 
I feel in my spirit today to liken the story of Dan Coates to many of us tonight in our spiritual walks with God. We are standing on the cusp of the results that we've so desperately longed for. Revival we've so desperately hungered for. And the spiritual depths that we've cried out to God for. Yet the enemy of our soul knows that God has all of this plan for us and has convinced us. Not to give up on God, not to backslide, not to commit some grave sin or transgression, but to simply sit down. To simply become lax in our approach to God and the things of God. Go to church, but don't you get involved. Come to church, but don't you worship too hard. Pray, but don't you get too loud. Give a little here and a little there, but don't you dare give sacrificially. Just relax and take it easy and just sit down a little bit. How innocent this might seem just to relax and take our leaves and wait. But sitting is not as innocent as it may seem. When we sit our spirit, we are we, when we sit in our spirit, we are at risk to become spiritually overweight when we sit the muscles of faith and belief in God begin to wane away in atrophy when we sit our spiritual man is much more at risk to die before seeing the fulfillment of every promise that God has made to us and for us but when a child of God makes up their mind I don't care what happens in my life I don't care what happens in my world I'm making a decision that I am going to stand firm in the promises of God something will begin to happen in our lives I'm preaching to someone this morning that's wants to give up I'm preaching to somebody in this place this morning. You've been facing all types of situations, all types of dilemmas in your life, and you want to give up. You want to throw in the towel. You feel like it's not worth it to come to church anymore. You feel like it's not worth it to live for God anymore. You feel like it's not worth it to get up and pray for your family. God, I prayed a thousand times and nothing's happened. I fasted a million days and nothing happened I've stayed in your word and it seems like nothing's changing in my world and the enemy would try to tell you the best thing for you to do is just to sit down put your hands in the air and give up on God but I've come to encourage somebody right now you're right on the brink of your breakthrough you're right on the brink of God doing the supernatural in your life you're right there don't you give up don't you give in don't you throw in the towel hang on in there God is getting ready to come through for you oh if somebody believes that I want you to clap your hands oh I know what you're facing right now Come on, I know that you're down right now, but God's not done with your life. God's not done with your family. God's not done with your home. God's not done with this church. God's getting ready to do something. If you'll just make up your mind, I'm going to stand. I'm going to expect for God to move in my life. It's easy. 
is sometimes the easiest thing to do. We know if we give completely up, that won't be good. But we also know that if we press in and we lean into everything that God has for us, that will get the attention of the adversary. Here's the truth of the matter. You have the ability to make a truce with the enemy of your soul. and Say, all right, here's the thing. Devil, I'm not going to work for you, but I ain't going to work against you either. If you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. I'll just go to church. I'll just go through the motions. I'll just do everything that, 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 you know, that, that, I, that I can kind of do to get by. But I, I won't really, I won't really press in and I won't really lean into the things of God because I know the moment that I do that, I start facing, you know what I'm talking about? The moment you start getting committed to God and saying, God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to do everything that I can. It's not a coincidence, y'all. All of a sudden, all hell begins to break loose in your life. You know what I'm talking about? You start fighting with people. You start having health problems. Things start happening. And it would just be easy when we feel that opposition, when we feel that thing pressing up against us to say, you know what? Okay, I give up. I'm just going to kind of relax and just go through the motions of living for God. I'm just going to relax and go through the motions of living for God. But can I tell somebody right now, God has sent me to tell you that it's not the time to simply go through the motions, but God is wanting us to make up our mind. I'm not going to sit down I'm Come on, I'm in the Lord's army, and I'm going to be in this thing to fight. I'm in the Lord's army, and I'm going to be in this thing to see the battle won. I'm going to see God do something spectacular, supernatural in my life. We find our scripture text in our hurry that David, David, or rather Samuel, is faced with a situation where he just wants to give up like many of us are facing today. The Bible says that Samuel is there and he's weeping and he's crying because someone very close to him has decided they don't want anything to do with God anymore. They don't want anything to do with living for God. The Bible says that Saul has decided that I don't want to, I don't want to do this whole living for God thing. And Saul has gone his own way. And the Bible says that God has removed his hand from off of the life of Saul. And Samuel being weighed down by how incredibly horrible this series of events has been to him and the nation of Israel. He begins to weep and he begins to cry. But the Lord says unto Samuel, Samuel, I understand what you're facing right now. And I understand that you're down and discouraged and that's a normal and natural human response. When bad things happen to you, it's normal for you to get discouraged. When bad things happen to you, it's normal for you to go through pain and hard heartache and to grieve but at some point Samuel you have to move beyond the grief at some point Samuel you have to move beyond the pain and you got to make up your mind to press through that pain. 
pain and to the next season and dimension that I have for you because I don't have just pain for you. I don't have just grief for you, but I got a plan for your life. I have a purpose for your life. And Samuel, if you'll just get up and you'll begin to walk and you'll begin to move forward in my plan, there's an anointing I'm getting ready to pour out in Israel. Can I tell somebody right now? I know you've been crying. I know you've been grieving. I know it's been tough. I know it's been difficult. But God sent this preacher to tell you it's time to get up. Come on, there's a plan and a purpose that God has for your life. God's not done with your family. God's not. But you got to make up your mind. I'm going to get up. I've been down here long enough. I've cried long enough. I've had sleepless nights long enough. Now, God, I'm going to give you a chance. And I'm going to stand up and walk forward in faith. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Would you just lift up your voice right now and begin to thank God? Come on, if you're going through something right now, I know you've been crying a long time, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Joy is going to come in the morning. Your help is going to come in the morning. Oh, I feel joy coming in this room right now. I feel the strength and the peace of God coming in this room. Come on. You're not walking this road alone, but God is with you. God is for you. He's got a plan for your life. Uh, the Bible says that Samuel, God speaks to Samuel, says, Samuel, how long are you going to cry? It's normal. It's natural. I'm not telling you that you can't cry. My question to you is how long? At some point, Samuel, you got to move forward and allow me to heal that wound and allow me to do something in your life. Because I have something better. I have something greater. The Bible says that he speaks to him. He says, Samuel, I want you to get up. And I want you to begin to walk. I want you to go to the house of Jesse. Because there, I'm getting ready to pour out my anointing again. Because for every person that doesn't want anything to do with God, there's always some person that wants exactly what the other person did not want. Can I tell somebody right now that's been discouraged because you feel like nobody wants to live for God? You've tried to witness to your friends, your coworkers. You've tried to tell others about Jesus, and they've just shut you down. And then you've seen those that have been in the church walk away, and it's, got, it's been discouraging because they've been your family members and your, your best friends and everybody that you've been close to. And now it seems as if everybody's making a decision to walk away from God. Can I tell you, everybody's not making a decision to walk away from God, but there's somebody right now you might not know their name you might not know who they are but David's out there what we got to do is just get up I said what we've got to do is quit come on quit mourning over those that have gone God's got a harvest for this church quit mourning over those that have walked away God's got an end time revival for the church just get up and walk David just get up and walk Samuel just get up and walk and David is waiting for you so he gets up he begins to walk 
Bible says he gets to the house of Jesse, and we know, many of us know the story. He gets there. And one by one, they come. Is this the one? Is this the, is this the moment? Is this the time that God's anointing is finally going to be poured out? God's given me a word. God's given me a promise that there's somebody that wants this. First, first child comes. Nope, that's not it. God, what are you doing? Okay. Second one comes. Not it. Third, fourth, and on down the line. Nothing. And at this moment, I can imagine, because Samuel was only human, that he began to think, God, are you playing some type of sick, twisted joke on me? Have you ever felt like that with God? Like God's given you a promise, and then nothing happens. God's given you a word, and it's been years, and you had not seen one sign of life. And you're like, God, this I, I thought that you spoke to me, but now I'm not so sure. God, I thought that you had a plan for my life, but the way that things look right now, I'm just not so sure. I got to be honest with you, God. I'm not, I'm not so sure that you're really working in my life right now. And I can imagine that's exactly where Samuel was at. God, what are you doing? Why couldn't you just let the first one that came in be the one? Why couldn't you let the first moment that happened be the moment that you poured out your anointing? God, what is the purpose of allowing disappointment after disappointment to happen in my life? It feels like you're getting ready to move, and then all of a sudden, uh, nothing happens. It feels like my family's getting ready to come in, and I'm having great conversation with them, and they seem interested in coming back to God, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nothing happens. God, what are you doing? And we can allow the discouragement or, or the, the, the delay, rather, to discourage us from what God has ultimately promised us that he will do. Or we can make a decision, although I have not seen it yet. Although I have not experienced it yet. God, I'm going to stand here until I see something happen. God, I don't care if it takes the rest of my life. I don't care if it's 30, 40, 50 years from now. God, I'm going to stand in your word. I'm going to stand in your promises knowing that everything. Come on, I've come to tell somebody right now. The anointing will be poured out. The promises of God will be fulfilled for your life. But will you be there to experience it? Will you be there to see it? Huh? Or will you just walk up, walk away and give up? Huh? Can I tell somebody we're going to be there? Huh? I want to be there. Huh? I don't want to give up short of God fulfilling his promises. Huh? But I'm going to stand. Huh? I'm going to I'm going to be content in this moment, in this season, until the anointing of God is poured out. He's there. Bible says, Samuel, Samuel's there. Seven of the sons passed before Samuel. Seven times, nothing happens. Seven moments of like, this is, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, Lord, this is it. This is the moment that I get deliverance from that thing that I've been struggling with. This is the moment that I'm free from the anxiety and the fear. And all of a sudden, 
Seems like a fresh weight of that anxiety and that fear just rests on us. This is the moment that my family finally turns around and starts to live for God. You're waiting. You're like, this has got to be it. I've waited. And then nothing. And what we could have the tendency to do when time after time we've been disappointed by the delay of God, we could have the tendency to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. Nobody's going to know but me and God. But mentally, I'm checked out. I'm done. I'll go to church so I don't have anybody to to, to hit my phone up and ask me where I'm at. I'll go to church so my family won't absolutely be wrecked. But I'm sitting down. I'm giving up. I'm going to go to heaven but I, I, I'm not going to take anybody with me. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do anything incredibly wrong or bad or harmful. But I just, I'm giving up. I'm done. That's exactly what Samuel could have done. But instead, the Bible says that Samuel musters up enough hope, musters up enough faith and belief in the word that God had spoken to him about the anointing being poured out that Samuel says, is there just, is there one more? Is there, there's gotta be some, there's gotta be something else that God is doing here. He begins to look for the hope. See, some of us right now, we, we're just like, okay, I don't see it. I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to look for it. We just give up because it's not easy. Samuel, Samuel doesn't have any other brothers around. No sign of hope. But same, there's got to be more. Is there, there's got to be somebody else. The Bible says, Jesse says, yes, there's one more. By the name of David. David's here. But he's out in the field. God is shining a spotlight on some of you right now. <laughs> it's your time. The Bible says that, that David is in the field. And all of a sudden, Samuel says, that's got to be it. That's got to be the moment. This has got to be the moment that God will do everything that he said that he was going to do. And so you know what he says? He says, I want you to go and I want you to get him. But here's the thing. Between the promise being fulfilled and between the moment that he sent for that promise, there is a waiting period. And what Samuel did in that waiting period is so very key. And that's the whole point of my entire message that I'm preaching to us today. During that waiting period, the Bible says that Samuel makes a very, a very big statement. He says, y'all go ahead and y'all want you to get them. He says, but I want you guys to know we're not going to sit down. Until he walks through the doors. Now, why is that such a big deal? Samuel, really, is it a big deal? Why did, the, why did God allow that to be in the Bible? Can I tell you, everything in the word of God is, is, is detailed. It's there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. Can I tell you the reason why Samuel said this? Can I tell you the reason why he said we're not going to sit down? Because the Lord understands that there is something very powerful about your posture. 
when you're waiting for God to fulfill the promise. It's not enough for you to wait for the promise. Lackadaisically, it's not enough for you to wait for the promise and kind of go through the motions. But there's got to be something in you that says, God, I believe you're going to do everything that you said that you're going to do. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to stand with expectation. I'm going to stand with faith. I'm going to stand with hope. I know you've been waiting a long time, but can I tell you, don't get discouraged in the wait. Stand up, Samuel. Don't get, don't you dare sit down. Don't you allow for discouragement to take over your mind, to take over your spirit, but you stand. You stand on the promises of God. And sooner or later, Samuel, David's going to walk through the doors. Sooner or later, Samuel, your family's going to walk through the doors. Sooner or later, Samuel, you'll get healing in your mind and in your body, but you gotta stand don't sit down don't give up don't give in keep pressing keep believing keep trusting or oh, is there anybody in this room that would say i'm standing i'm standing i'm standing i'm standing for my family i'm standing for my church i'm standing for my nation oh i want you to lift up your hands i want you to pray You have come way too far to give up now. You've been through way too much to give up now. Come on. You've lived through bigger storms than this. You've lived through bigger waves than this. Don't you give up now. God's on your side. Just keep standing. Just keep standing. Just keep believing. Just keep trusting. <laughs> and because of a man that decided I will not sit down until something the Bible says or rather commentators believe that perhaps they have prepared a spread they prepared a table there and they're like just Samuel until he comes why don't you just relax a little bit take your shoes off prop your feet up kick you know kick back relax a little bit Samuel says uh uh no 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 you don't understand I've waited too long for this you, you don't understand. I, I, I've been waiting for this a long time. And until it happens, you're not going to catch me being relaxed. You're not going to catch me going through the motions. You're not going to catch me checking my box of Christianity. But I'm standing. I'm expecting. Come on. Come on, Southern California. I know it's been a I know it's been a long two years in many senses. Of, come on, but God is trying to tell you right now. Come on, get your little pep in your step again. Come on, get a little fire in your belly again. Come on, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to move. Stand up. Come on, True Vine. I said it's time to stand up. It's time to expect. God is getting ready to move. say well I don't know I don't have a word like Samuel had well let me let me let me say it to you this way maybe you don't have a word because you hadn't stood in a while 
we have the prophet Ezekiel and Israel is going through a period of time when there's no word. God has not spoken in a long time. Ezekiel and the children of Israel are in a drought and God's not speaking. But all of a sudden, God begins to move again in Ezekiel and Israel's life. And we find in Ezekiel chapter 2 that the Bible says, the Lord speaks unto Ezekiel and says, Son of man, stand upon thy feet. Stand and I will speak unto thee. In order for God to speak, you got to stand. I haven't heard God speak in a long time. Well, what are you doing? Because the Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You can't hear from God. You can't be rewarded from God. Just huh, kind of going through the motions. God, maybe I'll do a little. No, 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 no. God rewards those that are standing up with expectation. God, I'm hungry. God, I'm standing. God, I'm waiting. God, I'm hungry for it. Speak, Lord. The Bible says that God speaks unto Ezekiel. says, Ezekiel, stand and I'll speak to you. But here's the thing. Some of us are at this place where we're like, yeah, I want God to, I want God to speak and I want to stand. But Brother James, I don't have the strength to stand. I literally don't have it in me. I can't do it. I can't. I'm weary. I'm discouraged. I'm weighed down. I'm heavy. I'm burdened down. can't stand but I want you to look at what happens in Ezekiel chapter 2 verse number 2 after God says to Ezekiel Ezekiel stand and I'll speak to you Ezekiel stand and I'll give you a word listen to what happens next the Bible says immediately after that and the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. What are you saying, Brother James? This is what I'm saying. When you make a decision to stand, God will give you the strength to stand. When you move, God will begin to move. When you make a decision, God, I'm getting ready to do it. All of a sudden, the Spirit of the Almighty God will enter into you and give you a strength you never knew you had. I know on your own you can't stand, but greater is He that's within you than He that's within the world. The Spirit of God is getting ready to enter into somebody, and He's going to give you the ability to stand. He's going to give you the ability. Come on, man, with a withered hand. How can you stretch forth your hand? But Jesus says, stretch forth your hand. And as he begins to stretch his hand, the Spirit of God enters into him. And he stretches forth that hand and his hold. Can I tell somebody in this place, God is waiting on you. But when you take a step, when you move, God will touch you and give you the strength to stand. Spirit entered into me. <laughs> and I stood. Spirit entered into me, and I, I was set on my feet. And he said, When I set, when I was set on my feet, then I heard 
heard what he was speaking unto me. Can I tell somebody it matters what your posture is? It's really hard to hear from God sitting down. But when you stand up on your feet, that may, that, that may be all you have the strength to do is stand. But when you get some strength in you, you just stand. God, this is all I can do. All of a sudden, you'll begin to hear. I'm speaking life over you. Speaking life over your home. Speaking life over your mind. Uh, speaking life over your, over your family. Can I tell somebody right now? God is saying, just stand. God, I want to be used by you. Well, you don't have the right to be seated. You better stand. God, I want you to do something in my family where you may not be seated. You have the, you got to stand. I know it's a little bit of tough love because I know you, I know you're facing some hard things right now. I know you're facing some difficult circumstances right now. But if you really want to go to the place that God is wanting you to go, can I tell you, you got to make up your mind. God, I'm not staying where I'm at, but I'm standing up. And I'm believing. So if that's you in this room, I want you to join me down at the front right now. I want you to come with hands lifted. I want you to come with expectation in your heart that God, I need you to move in my life. God, I need you to do something in my home. I need you to do something in my family. Come on, would you come right now? I know you don't feel like you have the strength. But I, I'm just asking you, put one foot in front of the other right now. Come on, just come on, just stand a little while in your spirit. And as you're standing, there's strength that's going to begin to enter into you. There's supernatural strength that's going to begin to flow into you right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, God's spirit is moving right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.